BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're assigning We want to get right to meteorologist Jamie Travers with a first look at our forecast here at home. Jamie, luckily, quiet weather we're waking up to. A bit cold and gusty out there, but nothing in comparison to what people in Tennessee are waking up to this morning. Yeah, absolutely. That was part of the same storm system that rolled through our area. In our area, it was kind of weak. We had an area of energy that moved north of our of us. We had an area of energy that moved south of us. So yes, we did unfortunately uh, see that severe weather yesterday, the tornadoes. And a few years ago, December 10th, that was also when we had tornadoes in our area and that was the um, one that hit the Amazon facility. So this time of year it doesn't happen quite as often but we still can have severe weather especially when we get warm weather ahead of a strong system that is rolling through. So it can happen any time of year. 39 degrees feeling like 33 with that west-northwest wind at nine miles per hour. We have temperatures colder than this time yesterday behind that front that came through yesterday. So cold air in place. It's going to be chilly today. Highs struggling to make it into the low 40s. Decreasing cloud cover. A lot of clouds overhead right now, but we will have sunshine by the afternoon. So uh, chilly today. We have warmer temps on the way for your work week after a cold start. We'll talk about that coming up, Laura. Okay, Jamie, thanks so much. We'll see you back there for that. First on Fox, at least six people are dead after several tornadoes and severe storms swept across Tennessee. Multiple buildings are destroyed in the city of Clarksville. This is located about an hour northwest of Nashville. The violent storm left homes damaged and destroyed. Downed trees and power lines have left more than 150,000 people in the dark this morning. The Montgomery County Mayor's Office confirms three of the deaths happened there in Clarksville and the Nashville Office of Emergency Management reports three more deaths. Around two dozen others are being treated in the hospital this morning for injuries. Montgomery County Mayor Wes Golden issued a statement calling it a sad day for the community, and he went on to say they are praying for the injured, those who lost their homes, and those who lost their lives. And closer to home, as Jamie just mentioned a couple minutes ago, today does mark two years since a tornado demolished an Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville, Illinois. Six people died. In response, Amazon increased the number of emergency drills at warehouses and all workers at every site has the emergency response protocols on their badges. And tonight on Fox 2 News at 9 and 10, our extreme weather specialist Chris Higgins will have a special report looking back on that deadly storm and how the community continues to remember the lives lost. A car crash in South St. Louis leads to a murder investigation. 30-year-old David Harmon died at the hospital after crashing his car into a parked vehicle. First responders were called to a crash on California Avenue off Osage Street around 6 yesterday morning. They found Harmon with gunshot wounds on his left side. Police have not said if they have any suspects, but anyone with information is urged to call Crime Stoppers there at the number on the bottom of your screen. It is 1-866-371-TIPS. 
St. Charles County police are spending thousands of tax dollars to put a new aiming system in place. This is designed to help both police and bystanders when officers are forced to open fire. Fox 2's Elliot Davis explains how it works in this morning's You Paid For It. The last thing a police officer wants is to miss the target when forced to open fire. The St. Charles County Police Department is spending $79,000 of taxpayers' money to outfit officers with a special aiming system called Red Dot. With this new Red Dot sighting system, we are now focused on the target so we can see, see what's in their hands. So when I say mistake of target shootings, that guy holding the cell phone, now we know it's a cell phone or it's a bottle of water or it could be a weapon. So before, you would have to line this up, and if I gave you this, you could hold it and you have to line up the sites they have to be equal on top mm -hmm. and in between the sites so i am really focused on my sites when i should be focused on the target you know or the suspect but with this system a red dot appears inside the weapon itself to let you better see exactly what you're shooting at here's a demonstration video the company aimpoint usa gave us permission to use to show just how it works an aimpoint site delivers a simple red dot that the user can look through. In other words, the user is not back in the optic. You know, the user is not concentrating on the gun. An aimpoint sight allows you to focus through the optic at the threat downrange. Police maintain it's good for the public. Oh yeah, it keeps them safer too. Because if I'm accurate and I hit my target, I'm not hitting something else. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I'm you know if I'm shooting into a, a vehicle or something like that, I'm, I know I'm hitting what I need to hit when there might be several other people in the vehicle. Police say they've used a red dot aiming system on rifles for a long time. Now the St. Charles County Police Department has decided it's a good time to outfit the sidearms that officers depend on to save their lives and the lives of others. I still have my same fundamentals with my grip, stance, and breathing, but now I just drive the gun out and find the red dot. And that was Elliot Davis reporting there. Meantime, religious leaders will come together tonight to pray for victims of gun violence. This is going to be happening at Trinity Episcopal Church on North Euclid Avenue in the Central West End. The service starts at 6 p.m. Also happening today, the Warrington, Missouri Lions Club is hosting a fundraiser. It's all for drug awareness and their billboard project called Enough is Enough. Sabrina Whipler originally put the billboards together to remember her nephew who overdosed 11 years ago. Since then, they've had four billboards showing 42 victims of drug abuse put up in Warrington. And they want to keep this growing. The Billboard Project fundraiser will be at the Lions Club at noon. And families who have lost someone to addiction can stand holding a photo of their loved one. It's $10 to join in on this movement. A very powerful tribute to say the least. And everyone knows someone who's been impacted by addiction. So certainly a great cause there. But 6.07 is our time. We've got a lot to break down with our weather here at home. It is the two-year anniversary of the Edwardsville tornado. And luckily, quieter weather in retrospect here at home, but people in Tennessee are dealing with storm damage, and we're seeing that more and more in December in the winter months. Yeah, you know, it, the winter, the fall, the winter can be a very uh, turbulent time because you have really cold air meeting 
still some mild air left over from the earlier season. So we can have tornadoes any time of year. And yes, two years ago on December 10th, we did see a tornado outbreak in our area yesterday, though. I do want to show you a look at power Doppler. <clears throat> this goes back to yesterday. I'm just going to uh, move this through manually there, so it's not maybe going to be the smoothest, but those storms developed late morning into the early afternoon hours, so a little bit earlier than when we would normally expect tornadoes. Typically, that's closer to around sunset, but there is uh, the first warnings that we have in the Clarksville area, so that was uh, the tornado that did the damage in Clarksville yesterday afternoon. We also, though, had another wave of storm roll in. You can see those supercellular structures there um, following one after another kind of training over the same areas. So we had multiple tornado warnings along that line of storms also even into the metropolitan Nashville area. So it was a very strong storm system. We dodged that bullet because in our area it wasn't really we didn't have much. We just had a few showers. There's some storms though across northeastern Missouri, but they were not severe. Here is a look from space. We still have ongoing rain across eastern Tennessee and Kentucky. We have lots of clouds left behind in our region associated with that big low pressure sitting and spinning along over the Great Lakes and just north of the Great Lakes. So we have those clouds that have rotated back through into our region. They'll be with us here through the morning hours, but decreasing cloud cover into the afternoon. 39 degrees. That wind chill is at 33. West northwest wind currently at nine miles per hour. We have 37 for Alton, St. Charles, Mount Vernon. We have 30 at Cuba, 28 in Rolla, 29 at Cook Station. This is where we don't have clouds overhead. Those clouds act like a blanket. So in the, without the cloud cover, all that warmth is able to escape up into the atmosphere. So that's why temperatures in Rolla, Cuba, Cook Station, Bunker, Herman, even into Moscow Mills are colder than the rest of us. When you factor in the wind chill, we feel like we are as cold as 19 degrees in Rolla, 26 at Union, 24 at Moscow Mills, 27 in Litchfield, Illinois. So for us today, it will be a dry one, decreasing cloud cover, highs only in the lower half of the 40s. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, temperatures down into the 20s. We'll have partly cloudy skies. And then after that cold start, we'll see temperatures rebounding into the low 50, uh, upper 40s, excuse me, upper 50s to uh, upper 40s to around 50 degrees by tomorrow afternoon. We should have a lot of sunshine. It will be a few degrees above normal for this time of year and warmer than today. Today, though, a high of only 43. That's here from the metro to the north. May not make it out of the upper 30s in some of our northern counties. A touch milder across our southern counties. Northwest winds 10 to 20 through the morning hours. Those will be easing over the course of today. Tonight, down to 27, partly cloudy skies. So really anywhere from the low to upper 20s will be the range for tomorrow morning. So bundle up for the bus stop tomorrow morning, 49 tomorrow afternoon, and then the work week, quiet, dry temperatures around or a little bit above normal. We're watching the weekend. I have pulled rain chances from Saturday, but it's too far away. The system looks for now like it will stay to ourselves.